just acquired a rare bottle of potion. But the potion wasn't working as he'd been told it would. He wanted it assessed to see if he'd been duped into buying a fake. It wasn't an important or a dangerous job. It was simply time-consuming. Since her car was in the shop, the bus ride from Mystic Ridge to New York City had taken three hours. Yes, Xavier Franklin always got what he wanted. He'd in fact requested Emma by name after they'd met at a fundraising cocktail party a few months ago, put on by the Para Board of Directors. She was trying to take it as a compliment, even if it meant she was being used as a glorified courier. Xavier's cell phone buzzed, and he pulled it from his pocket. Yes, the bottle. Of course. I'll get it for you in a moment, my dear. In the meantime, please enjoy yourself. Have some champagne. He wandered off with his phone pressed to his ear, the enormous peacock feather set into his mask, flopping around at the top of it with every step he took. The shoes Emma wore pinched her feet. Since she'd always disliked how short she was, all of five foot one, she never left her apartment without high heels. The higher, the better. This pair had been on sale for a price she couldn't resist but she'd been paying the real price for her frugality every minute since she'd put them on. Such a glamorous life, she said under her breath, as her gaze moved over the hundreds of colorful glass bottles, vases and bowls lit up and displayed on shelves and tabletops. The main party was being held in the parlor at the front of the house with a two-story high ceiling, a dome-shaped skylight, and a chandelier so large and grand that it likely would impress even the phantom of the opera. The Franklin Mansion, considered a pre-war historic home, was at least 150 years old, old enough that Emma was surprised no other phantoms were wandering around. It was a good thing she didn't sense anything otherworldly. She wasn't there for an exorcism, just a simple courier job. While she was in Manhattan, though, she'd decided to take care of some other business. Along with being a paranormal investigator, Emma had a bit of a sideline going that very few people knew about. She was a writer. An author, in fact. She'd written an erotic novel, and it had just been published a week ago. It was her naughty little secret, a bit like wearing black lace panties and garters under an old pair of jeans. Her editor was thrilled with inevitable a book she'd written under a pseudonym, and she'd asked Emma to swing by the office today for a quick visit, during which she'd given Emma a stack of extra copies of the release. She wanted to offer Emma a contract to write more, but Emma wasn't sure she had more books in her. The only reason she'd written this book was because she'd had a certain set of fantasies that wouldn't let go of her imagination until she'd put them down on paper. Now they were down. They were published, and Emma felt she should focus on her career with Para. After all, that's what paid the bills. If she'd known she'd have to lug a dozen books in a tote bag around a masquerade party for hours on end, she might have stashed them in a locker somewhere until it was time to head back home. Within the next hour, she needed to grab Xavier's bottle and then catch her bus back to Mystic Ridge at 11 o'clock. But then... Out of the corner of her eye, she saw a familiar face. It felt as if someone had just punched her in her gut. 
Ryan Shepard. Son of a bitch, she whispered. What the hell was he doing here? Her eyes narrowed, as if she had to ask. There were tens of millions of dollars worth of art and collectibles under this roof. It was the perfect place for a thief like Ryan. She moved to the archway between the rooms and watched as he slowly made his way through the crowd, pausing to chat with the other masked partygoers as if he belonged there when it was obvious to her he'd crashed. He'd never get an invitation to a fancy event like this one with his reputation. Even with the red mask that covered half his face, she'd recognize him anywhere. The line of his jaw, the shape of his lips, the way his tall, chiseled frame filled out that black tuxedo. She bit her bottom lip. Just because the man had betrayed her, lied to her.